0: Welcome to this week's edition of the Bible in the News. This is Paul Billington bringing you a somewhat late edition this week due to our visit into Toronto to hear a speech by the Israeli political leader Moshe Faglin, who has been recently banned from entering the United Kingdom by that country's home office. It was an opportunity not to be missed. What would we find? A rabble-rouser? Incitement to terror or violence? fomentation of criminal activity, a preacher of hate. From the letter sent to Faglin by the Home Office, that is what we would have expected. What we saw and heard was a gentleman and a religious Zionist Jew who wants to see an Israeli leadership that fears the God of Israel. The only revolution we heard him call for was a religious one a religious revolution that would impact on the political nature of Israel's government, which is at present dominated by a secular, left-leaning and weak leadership. Now we may think that this only has to do with Israeli politics, with Britain's attitude to the Jewish state, and it has nothing to do with the Bible. That view would be quite wrong. Many prophecies of Israel's restoration tell us to expect a religious development among the people that have been gathered to their ancient land. Take as an example Ezekiel chapter 36 verses 24 to 27. It reads, I will take you from among the heathen, gather you out of all countries, and will bring you into your own land. Then will I sprinkle clean water upon you, and ye shall be clean. From all your filthiness and from all your idols will I cleanse you. A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh. And I will give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you, and cause you to walk in my statutes, and ye shall keep my judgments, and do them. This new heart comes before Ezekiel Chapter 38, and the great conflict that is to take place in the land in the latter days. Similarly, from Malachi chapter 4, verses 4 to 6, we see a turning back to the Torah, that's the law of Moses, verse 4, and then a coming of Elijah, verse 5, before the coming and the great dreadful day of the Lord. And it is Elijah who will finally turn the hearts to the fathers that is, to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and consequently to the everlasting covenant. We would not expect Britain's Home Office to know anything about these things, of course, still less to have any belief of them. Britain today is sunken in unbelief and has reached a depth of moral depravity that can only be likened to that of the notorious Sodom and Gomorrah. It was not always so, In the days when Britain viewed with favour the establishment in Palestine of a national home for the Jewish people, as the Balfour Declaration expressed it, it was a nation of a very different character. The Balfour Declaration was, and I quote, a declaration of sympathy with Jewish Zionist aspirations. That sympathy was due to a belief in the Bible. It was three years later, on February eighth, 1920, that Winston Churchill stated, "'If, as may well happen, there should be created in our own lifetime by the banks of the Jordan a Jewish state under the protection of the British crown, which might comprise three or four million Jews, an event will have occurred in the history of the world which would, from every point of view, be beneficial.' and would be especially in in harmony with the truest interests of the British Empire. The interests of the British government, they no longer have an empire, have been overturned. In place of a sympathy with Zionist aspirations, we now see the ugly face of anti-Zionism. We have an article on this in the current issue of the Bible magazine, and as will be seen from that information, the major influence in promoting hostility toward Zionism has been the Vatican and its allied Christian churches. Britain's anti-Zionist policies today frequently verge on paranoia. They reflect a prejudice and a bias that is as unjust as it is unreasonable. It is fueled and fed by a media that has become one of the most irresponsible in the world. The BBC, which was once respected, has been exposed time and again for its anti-Israel false coverage. The sympathy expressed is always with the terrorists, the suicide bombers, and never with the Israeli victims. Recent cases were brought to light by the Committee for Accuracy in Middle East Reporting in America, CAMERA. The BBC had to apologise, but the damage was done and the minds of people were poisoned yet again. So it is that the world becomes more and more hostile toward the concept of Zionism, and as it does so, the battle of that great day of God Almighty, Revelation chapter 16, verse 14, gets closer. Zionism, religious Zionism, will not be crushed. It will gain strength, and, yes, it will antagonize the godless modern world. Speakers may be banned, they may be charged falsely and slandered, but the momentum cannot be stopped. The genie is already out of the bottle, and it speaks in the Hebrew tongue. So watch with us on Bible in the News. The Lord Himself is coming as a thief, and He it is who will redeem Israel and sit upon the throne of His father David, just as the, as the Bible has promised. Join us again next week, God willing www.bibleinthenews.com www.biblemagazine.com